on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is five minutes after six here on High Tide. The forecast for today, Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay. Enclosed water report. We've got south to southwesterly 10 to 15 knots, decreasing to below 10 knots by evening. 0.5 of a swell if you're thinking of heading offshore today. Southerly 15 to 20 knots. Seas 1 to 2 metres, decreasing to 1 metre in the early evening. Swells southerly 2 to 2.5, partly cloudy. Tuesday is looking good though, Kieran. It is looking good, and look, if you um, are contemplating going offshore, all the east coast of Australia is fishing very well. Right up right up Queensland, as we've heard yesterday and today, all the reports are the fish are on the tune. But just, I just want to mention a couple of tackle stores I would like you to support, because they support this program. Narrabeen Bait and Tackle, down there at Narrabeen. Tamworth, out there, uh, the Tamworth Fishing Tackle and Great Outdoors Store at Roderick Street. Then we've got Harry's Bait and Tackle down at Batemans Bay. We've got Ocean Hut, the Complete Angler Store at Naruma. Of course, you heard about the Complete Angler Store with Mike mm. uh, out there at Villawood. We've got Canberra, got Tackle World at Canberra. That's June at 1130 Gladstone Street at Canberra. And the Australian Bass Angler out there at Penrith. They've got Cameron, Zach and Peter who owns it. Don't forget the Foster Tongue Curry <laughs> report. That's good. Uh, up there. And Port Macquarie, you got Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle. Yeah. Who else? Did I yeah. miss anybody? Yeah. Who did I miss? What did you forget to do? Coffs Harbour. What did you forget uh, to no, do? No, I haven't forgot to do the tides. I'm going to do the tides right now because at 7.03am this morning... Here at Fort Denison, the tide will be 1.37 of a metre. I've got to be precise because Mr. Blake's still online. Mr. Blake, you've got to get back. I, this guy's not on a short enough leash. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and how are things up there? Has the sun come up yet? It's just starting to peak. It's just starting to become daylight. Another nice day in paradise. <laughs> Scary. Now, well, hang on, Laurie McAnally even admits it. He's looking for a place up here as well. So. He's looking for yeah, that's a worry, isn't it? Well, well, we may be able to get a visitor to come up your way because Melinda Pavey's joining us online as well. How tough is it for some, Melinda? Good morning to you. Well, I'm I'm reporting today from Bar Point. I'm on the Hawkesbury. Down our way. See, Blakey goes one direction, you come the other. You've got that nailed. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I'm declaring that this is the best winter ever in the history of Australia. It's not bad, is it? Oh, my God. On the mid-north coast, at least. I don't know whether it's because I've got time now to enjoy life, but the weather, I've still got a suntan. I haven't gone all pasty winter white. It's amazing. Were you out on the water yesterday at all? Uh, yes, I was, because I had to get from Brooklyn to um, Bar Point, and today we're going to go out on the boat for the day. We're going to go fishing, and I'm going to catch a boat full of flathead, because Rory McAvelli taught me <laughs> If you're able, you know, in any, anywhere in the Hawkesbury-Pitwater area to get to the to the southern side and, and get out of that wind, it's like being in the middle of a beautiful autumn day. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Now, Al, you know yeah. where else you'll finish up? Cottage Point. At the restaurant yeah, there. Will. Yeah, Cottage Point for lunch. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep you posted next week, but um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to a lovely day. And my daughter's coming up. She's going to come and join us on the boat. And I tell you what, I'm so lucky to have very wealthy friends that have got holiday houses and great spots. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. It is a gorgeous oh. part of the world. 
Is that I used pay, to spend a lot of time at Danga Island uh, years ago, and it's, it, it's exquisite. Uh, to have this so close to Sydney is it's just the most extraordinary um, place. The lights, the trees, the forests, it's just... It's unbelievably beautiful. Well, it's, a, it's amazing. Like, you can hop in, as you say, so close to Sydney, you hop in a dinghy or your boat or your sailboat or whatever, sail around to um, uh, places like uh, America's Bay or whatever, waterfalls, bushland. It's like you're, you're miles and miles and miles away from civilization. yet you've still got mobile phone coverage. Yeah, go back to the early 1700s and... I, you can, I can't. To, chug along up to the Windsor Bridge, and on your right-hand side, just before one of the bends, you'll see Blake's mansion sitting by Blake's the water. Blake's mansion? <laughs> leave me out of this one. <laughs> it's, got, it's getting bigger, Blakey. It's getting bigger. You leave me out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome to our part of the world, Melinda. That's just fantastic. I was... Going to speak this morning with Irene Misford, who is from uh, Crescent Head, around there with a. Um, I, I, I just can't recall what what uh, charity she's with, but she's involved with what they want us to do. Come about the second week in October to work out at Crescent Head to broadcast out of Crescent Head and be involved in a fishing comp they want to put on. Well, we can catch up with her next week, I'm sure. Mm. Not available at the moment. No, so we're going to... What's been happening in your backyard? Well, in my backyard, I just noticed the other day, um, the beautiful town of Malston um, has just got a new fishing area, new fishing tables, cleaning. Um, so if you want to clean up your fish and you're on the river on the Belgium, um there's a new facility just opened up there, which is good news. Good to report when we've got new infrastructure going in um, with the, the funds that the fisher people pay um, for their fees. That's it's good, good to see that sort of investment rolling out. It's great to see because, as you know, I'm new to the, to the fishing program, Melinda, and I've been bringing the fish home and cleaning them in the sink at home, but apparently that's not good for your relationship. No, and it's not good for the freshness of the fish. No. And if you want someone to clean your fish, the best fish, fish cleaner I've ever seen is Laurie McAnally. It's a long way to drive to get him to clean my fish. Though. He'll probably go and he doesn't get too many fish. <laughs> if they're not on ice, they've got to be on ice too. That's the other big secret. Straight on ice. What was that, Blakey? I said you don't catch many big fish either. No, I didn't say big. I just said fish. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to even comment. Mm, mm. You know, the Hawkesbury prawn is not very big, but it's bigger than the fish he catches. <laughs> I'm on Grant's side. He's not a great fisher person. In fairness, in fairness, Melinda, I do resemble that remark. <laughs> but hey, look, it's not a. It's it's for me. It's less about what I catch and more about getting out there and enjoying the outdoors and being out on the water. I love being on the water. I don't care if I'm surfing, boating, fishing, whatever. I just love being on the water. And we've got such amazing waterways up and down the east coast of Australia. Why not? There's a, there's studies that show that your melatonin increases when you're on the water. It's actually very good for you psychologically. Totally. But there's a scientific fact backing um, your comments there, Grant, that you feel extra special when you're out in the water. And that's why people do it, you know. You're not going to go and pay fifteen or twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for a boat to feel bad, are you? No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. 
<laughs> There's got to be a good reason for it. Hmm. So, Mel, how long are you down in the Hawkesbury for? Uh, just the weekend. And you know what? how I got here. I caught the train. And it's not Beautiful. because I get free train travel forever. I don't. They stopped that in 2008 for former politicians. Um, but it's just, you catch the train at Yurunga. Um, it's very slow. It's a very slow trip. Um, it you know, adds two to three hours if you, then if you're in a car. But you can watch your videos. You can do your computer work. You can read a book. You can have a sleep. And you can have the world's best pie. The railway pie on the um, on the XPT was the best pie I've had in a very, very long time. And the staff on those trains are so good. Like we had this terrible situation where probably an intellectually challenged lady, she got on the train because it was late, but she was meant to be going to Brisbane instead of Sydney. Um, and anyway, the way that the staff looked after and made sure that she, you know, she had accommodation and then someone was able to pick her up for the next day to go to Brisbane instead of Sydney. It was just so good to see. I've actually um, done that myself, and it's a horrible feeling. Not not that not those sort of distances, but getting on the wrong train, going in the wrong direction when you need to be be somewhere. So I can I can relate and sympathise. Yeah, she was really. It was just so sad. She was so stressed. It was awful. But the staff handled it really well. So that was good to That's see. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Lots of families. Lots of people. People love the train travel. And I know when I was minister. All the bureaucrats wanted to shut the XPT down. Oh, we could save this money, we could put on coaches. But, you know, city people got a lot of train travel and country people deserve, you know, at least one service. But we're still a couple of years, hopefully we're not that far away. It's been a long time since we promised the new XPT trains. I think that might be sitting up at Lismore, just getting the, the, um, sorry, at Lisco getting um, sorted out. But... Uh, that was a promise we made back in 2015. So it took a long time to deliver with COVID and a whole bunch of other things. But, well, not quite um, as long as the fast train. The fast yeah, train's yeah, taken about 40 with, years and we still don't have it. No, did, was Barry Unsworth associated with bringing in the XPT? Don't know. Um, well, they're 40 years old, so that's probably about... Oh, well, he was Premier, what, from 1986 to 1988, so... Yeah, getting there. So the the trains are certainly um, they put in some miles. God, I know that miles. he would. He stopped. Now said to us, you know, no, he can't take taxis. Everybody's got to get the train. And okay. uh, Max, you, you definitely it. need to go fishing, Melinda. If you just pull that fact straight off the top of your head about when Barry was premier, then you definitely need to go fishing. And that is amazing recall. Yeah, because my life is based in election cycles. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. You know, I, I don't remember what I did for Christmas in 1994, but I certainly remember where I was politically. Um, and that was 1994 was, uh, was one year before we lost the 1995 election. And then we had 16 years of Labor. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Mel, I must agree with you on that uh, XPT and the train. Catching a train down to Melbourne overnight or getting one up to Brisbane is absolutely a great way to travel. Yeah, and it's so it's so reasonably priced too. I mean, yes, um, and you know, it's with petrol and you know, travelling in your car is so expensive. Um, you know, it's just so good. Oh, good. Well, the overnight ones, you can get the sleeper verse as well, and they serve you breakfast in your cabin. It's Caviar, champagne. No, no, no. Toast and cereal, Grant. Well, why, well, then what do you want it for? Of course, I enjoy it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Melinda? You know, that train travel for, for when, once you retire is a really popular thing. There's a service across to Western Australia, 
to Perth, across the Nullarbor and, you know, the, the middle line up to Darwin um, and Alice Springs. It's really popular. And I think there's a lot of room for it because just sitting there and, and seeing the bush and the countryside as you're driving through, you know, Dungog and Gloucester and, you know, Warhope and Wingham, it's, it's just beautiful. That Dungog, it, 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 I've been to the fishing comp up there run by Dougie Walters. Listen, I was just going to ask you, the Little Wishes charity is the, the lady I want to talk to, Irene Misford, she's the president. Have you heard of that Little Wishes charity? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's good. It helps people, you know, do amazing things, you know, when they're in really challenging situations. No, they're good, they're good. Well, that's well, just what I'm going to ask you to come and see if you can help me uh, do a show out of um, Crescent Head Country Club up there, uh, and we're going to try and raise some money for the Little Wishes charity. I'd love to do that. Any excuse to get to Crescent Head. And even if you're there, I'll still go. <laughs> well, you I say just get too much, learning too much off Blakey. We'll put a spotlight on you, Melinda, and a bag over uh, Kieran. We'll be right. <laughs> Everyone loves our Kieran. <laughs> He's our favourite punching bag, we have to admit. Yes, we are naughty, and I, I'm always the one defending him. And then I, I just piled on, like, <laughs> like, like Blakey. <laughs> Grant's doing a pretty good job nowadays. I've backed off a little bit. Because <laughs> you've got moral support. <laughs> Melinda, thank you very much for your time this morning. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. We'll look forward to, to you being a part of the Crescent Head live uh, live broadcast fish, as well. Fish report next week. And I'll tell you yeah. how many flatheads I caught. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't outdo me, please. <laughs> I just doubt that there's going to be any threat to that. All right. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. <laughs> Bye. 19 minutes after six. On the other side of this, we will catch up with Irene Misford and find out uh, all about that charity that Kieran was talking to you about a moment ago. It's 19 minutes after six. Talking sport. So I managed to work out how to listen to you fellas when I was over, oh, over really? in Malaysia. So good to come back at three o'clock and listen to Tungsy's one-liners, Pappy pronouncing the names of all those boys that I couldn't even half get my tongue around. Graham explaining all the complicated rules in layman's terms and then, of course, Robbo. <laughs> if Tigers don't win, he always takes his happy pills before he comes on. Weekdays from three. I'll be saying, what on earth? Is the world coming to an Aussie in charge of Tottenham Hotspur? And it's not any club. We are talking Tottenham, Tottenham. Hotspur. This is 2SM. So I got invited out to watch the State Origin. Mate, you wouldn't believe it. Now, I've been kicked out a few pubs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke shut the pub down at 9.30. As soon as the game was over, it kicked everybody out. Absolutely yeah. classic. Queensland are the biggest certainties to ever go around oh, in a uh, football okay. game next game. The biggest certainties yeah. in origin history. Biggest, biggest certainties ever in... go around in a region. Wow. Talking sport, weekdays from three. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. Next time you consider exploring the unknown, think about upping your game and taking your adventure to the next level with Max's tyres. With a range of four-wheel drive patterns, including the popular Maxxis Razor, we've got you covered to make sure you get the ultimate adventure every time. 
Maxxis Tyres. Check out the range today at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxxistires.com.au. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670-8888. Say goodbye to heavy milky shakes and say hello to Muscle Nation Protein Water. It's a refreshing, clear protein water supplement that's light and fruity. Each bottle is packed with benefits of protein, collagen, electrolytes, vitamin C and BCAAs. Plus, it's thirst-quenching and delicious. So whether you're hitting the gym or just need a quick protein boost, look for Muscle Nation Protein Water, now half price at Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. This is High Tide, 23 minutes after 6. I tell you what, if Melinda absolutely cleans up on the fishing, Karen, I am dead sick going to retire. I would if I was you. (laughs) It's a worry. Let me tell you. It's a worry. Now, you wanted to catch up with Irene Mispet and, and talk about uh, what's coming up there up at Crescent Head. Uh, she's been online for a fair while. Irene, thank you very much for staying online and good morning to you. You're lucky I'm still awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, I would have thought we would have kept you bright and cheerful and, and pumped and excited Chirpy with our show. Oh, yeah, just, I'm just about to go fishing, so yeah, I'm, I'm awake. Harp your luck. <laughs> so tell us all about uh, this fishing comp. Okay, so Colin um, contacted me recently and um, asked if we would like to be the recipients of an amazing fishing competition um, over at Crescent Head. Um, It's called the Gone Fishing Week um, from the 8th to the 15th of October this year in conjunction with their um, Blue Water Fishing Club. And yeah, Hastings, Hastings for the Wishes will be the recipients of this week. Tommy Moore. Oh, Colin will. Uh, let, let's tell the people the charity you're involved with is called Little Wishes. Yeah, it is. It's very similar to Make a Wish, but it's we're keeping it um, in our local area, and it's basically gifting children up to the age of seventeen living with serious illness. Um, illnesses that are keeping them in hospital constantly and and just um we'd love we want to give them respite i guess and and support families that are dealing with this horrible situation it's one of those that's the gift that keeps on giving i was involved irene with uh motorsport where we used to take uh, make a wish foundation children and and children that were a, a bit down on their luck in in various aspects out and give them runs in race cars and mm-hmm. when they get out the look on their face i tell you i don't know who's happier at the end of the day us or them it it just you feel so good when you can when you can help somebody out like that it's a sensational oh. feeling well, I've had um, 
we only launched last year in um, November and since then we've already done two amazing wishes and I'm working on three at the moment and um, every phone call you, you you make that call and you speak to a, the parent and straight away there's tears and they're like we just we just can't afford this at the moment we just we've put everything on the back burner to deal with um, you know what we have with the illness and those special memory making moments um, are put on the back burner and that's what we can do for them mm. you know with everything but this involves the whole family too an illness does involve the whole family absolutely absolutely and the, the the hard yards the not just the 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 person who's suffering the illness but the the entire family have to go through to give them you know something even if it's just something you look forward to for for one day of a weekend once a year i mean that's that's better uh, than what most of them are facing at the moment yeah absolutely and and we run we're run by volunteers and i'm you know always always wanting more but because we're getting bigger and you know it's a volunteer based it's a registered charity um we do have you know our socials we've got facebook we've got instagram we have a website where um nominations can be made for families and you know we have great funds at the moment so i'm ready to spend them but you have these beautiful people like colin contacting you and saying you know we want to raise money for you and what a beautiful way to do it Absolutely. Uh, what's the website? So if people want to get involved, is that the best way to contact you by the uh, website and Facebook? Yeah, absolutely. So it's au. Fantastic work. Um, and it yeah, was really good to hear Melinda say she'll only be too pleased to be there. <laughs> yeah, Colin did mention that he'd love to have her there for the day. Well, sounds like she's in. She sounds keen. Oh, even the weigh-in on the weekend, that would be amazing. Mm. But, okay. Um, you know, what a, what a place to hold a fishing comp. Everyone loves fishing and, you know, there's a lot of options that week. And also the accommodation there is beautiful. So. And what are you about to go out and chase? Any Any particular species? No, not really. I was just saying that. <laughs> You're <laughs> like me. Take what you can get. I have caught a stripy marlin um, on the girl on the Women's Day for um, for the Port Macquarie fishing comp. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, and I have a photo to prove it. <laughs> That's <laughs> most important. important. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tag and release. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time this morning and uh, we'll give that a couple of mentions between now and of course yeah, October. Well, Colin, we'll, you know, no doubt get back to you with the specifics of the competition but yeah from the 8th to the 15th of October at beautiful Crescent Head. Awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Good, good luck fishing. Thank you. Bye. It's 28 minutes after six here on High Tide. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. 
Hey, it's Candy here. As a presenter in the world of sport, I see many powerful performances. Now, thanks to Azito, we're helping power your next DIY project. Did you know Azito's 18-volt range is powered by Einhell? German-designed quality, driving innovation and performance. So you can power over 85 cordless tool and garden products with the same battery. Azito, powering DIYers all day, every day. Exclusively available at Bunnings Warehouse. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. For ultimate braking performance on your off-road adventures, fit Bendix Ultimate four-wheel drive brake pads. Their high-tech ceramic formulation provides low dust and noise while delivering high temperature stability and exceptional fade resistance. They also feature our mechanical retention system backing plate for improved pad attachment strength. Bendix Ultimate four-wheel drive brake pads. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au Coming home, we're coming Hi, Mark Taylor here. This year I'm celebrating 25 years with Fujitsu. Get a digital prepaid MasterCard worth up to $450 with any eligible Fujitsu air conditioner. Plus, go in a draw to win a share of $250,000. Come home to Fujitsu Comfort. It's Australia's favourite air. Purchase eligible model by 31st July 23. Claim by 29 September 23. Retain receipts. Permits New South Wales TP02527 ACT TP230451 SAT223327. T's and C's and exclusions apply. See website. One in six Australian children are living in poverty. Eight-year-old Anna doesn't have what she needs to keep up at school. With your help, children like Anna can access the learning support they need so they can build a better future. Search the Smith family and donate today. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing. Welcome back to High Tide. Now, I've got a feeling someone's not on the Gold Coast. I think he's gone somewhere different. Let's find out. Mr. Burt, where are you? Hogazamas, uh, how are you? Ah, reminds me of that song, Turning mm. Japanese. Yes, I am, mate. Uh, yeah, we, we've uh, come this way, this far, and, and what a beautiful, beautiful country! I love it. It's um, it's awesome. Yeah, my sister-in-law's from Japan, uh, Dougie's wife, and always said, "Come over and have a look at it." So we uh, we bypassed um, yeah the South Pacific and come up to to here, and it's it's stunning. Uh, it's really really lovely, and the the, the dollars you know affordable <laughs> compared to the US <laughs> three three back in the moment. You're getting absolutely ripped another one there, but. But it's uh, it's 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 nice, and everyone's so helpful. You know, I, I, this morning I went to the world's largest. Um, oh, well, we're heading that way. Uh, the world's largest uh, fish market. Okay. Uh, in oh, in yes, Tokyo. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's huge. Now, we, we've been over there the last couple of days. So we're going there every day to have a look at these tuna auctions. And the tuna auctions, mate, they're all laid out on the floor. The, the, the actual um, Tokyo fish market, and it's, um, it's I think it's like the Shidiki one or something anyway. But what it is, it uh, employs, okay, these are staggering numbers. And off the top of my head, it employs 65,000 people. Oh, wow. It has an annual turnover of $6 billion. Um, it, it's got one of the highest real estate areas in Tokyo because it's just so big and it expands over four blocks and we're talking city blocks. It's incredible. This thing is amazing. And if you can just picture, you know, the, 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 all the oceans of the, on the planet bring their fish here and tuna sell for a quarter of a million dollars. Um, you know, they, you, you, you've got the Kobe beef uh, is just around the corner in, uh, near Osaka and, and the cows. Now, how's this? How's this for a, a fact? The cattle, you don't see cows in Kobe. They, they, they live underground. They don't see daylight. <laughs> they do. They live underground. And they're the world's um, richest uh, uh, cow because of the fat content. All they do is eat. Like, it's just incredible when you, you dive down and actually understand um, you know, the, the food and the culture. It's, it's, it's rather incredible. You would think that Japanese waters has been fished out. Well, no. In the bay, uh, you know, near where we've, we've been uh, sort of you know, saying, is, is that area there is full of snapper. And they're kingfish and all these amazing fish, hair tail and all these different fish that, that we get uh, are found here in exceptionally large numbers. It's incredible, the fishing. See, this makes sense to me. I mean, Alan goes to Queensland for Sydney rock oysters, but Paul goes to Japan for sashimi. I love it. <laughs> I actually videoed. I, I found myself. I went up this uh, the little alleyway and, and I found um, uh, the, the house of sushi making. Basically, oh. it's where they teach people how to make, you know, sashimi and sushi. It's incredible. It's oh, like, I could wow. live there. I could live there. I'd love oh, that. You could, you, you could live here. So, and they're so helpful. Like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get a cab because, you know, obviously I just couldn't get a cab. So I, I'd ask a policeman and he'd just walk out in the middle of the street and he'd just hail a cab for you. And like, <laughs> they've got to stop. He'll shoot them. So, you know, it's really, <laughs> it's, it, it is really good. Although we're in that, we're in the ride in one of the Disneyland rides. It's quite funny. And the, uh, and um, it's a, uh, you, you've got to shoot like the little, uh, you know, Toy Story games and all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, my cart turned around. There was a, a couple of locals on the other side. So we're having this mini little fight off war, you know, it was incredible. And, uh, and then we, we, we both just started laughing. It was, it, it's so cool that, you know, the, the, everyone here is so friendly and willing to help you out in, in many different ways. And if you get lost, you know, language is, is a hard thing. It's a different barrier for us. But, you know, uh, mate, it's, um, you know, hey, throw yourself in the deep and you, you manage to find yourself, you, you're way around pretty quick. Well, this is going to be an interesting fishing report from you. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you can catch away. Snapper in the Yanomoto River. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. A- absolutely. And there's plenty of koi uh, just around the corner in one of the back ponds of the Hyatt. Like, if you want to get into that, you can. <laughs> uh, no, I'll look, get, I'll I'll get I'll in the <laughs> Mate, I've only been here for, for, for bloody two days. So, look, you know, I can give you the, the drift on Goldie in the southeast Queensland because I know the, the weather has been okay. The weather has been okay, although it's a bit of a change coming through now. But, you know, we, we, we've been getting some awesome catches of snapper out on the 42 and 50 fathom grounds. There's awesome catches of pearl perch out there. It's been an afternoon bite. Now, let's just turn back the, the dial and go back two weeks. Two weeks ago, it was an afternoon bite. The morning was atrocious. You could sit out there all day, you'd have fish on your sounder, it was thick as thieves, you'd drop your line down and not get a bite. 
and until about two o'clock in the afternoon, everything changed. The moon came through or the moon set, whatever it did, and the tide and everything happened. In the afternoon, it just went nuts. And that's exactly what's been happening this week. So we had, uh, or last week, we had all of those um, mornings again. Uh, and uh, so it tells me that the timing is starting to come around. So this week, weather pending is it should be come back to a morning bite on the rise of the moon. So, you know, the snapper and the kingies and the pearl perch should all start to move through once again. Deep water dropping should be worthwhile as well. There's not much current out there, so that's a good thing if you're keen to try the 250 to 350 metre mark for, you know, your flame snapper and your barcode and all that sort of stuff. Bass groper in about 450 metres uh, along with your blue-eyed traveller. But um, if you want to get back in a bit closer, there's a nice snapper on 18s and 24s at the moment. Plenty of bait fish. Oh, my God, the bait fish are fixed. So we're seeing a lot of cobia, the black kingfish, coming through at the moment. Um, on the beaches, uh, the swell was more smaller last week. We got out there and just fished. We put the surtees in behind the beach gutters, and, man, we were having some fun on those tail. You had waves breaking either side of you, but as long as you're in two metres of water, you're okay. Uh, you know, you've got a bit hairy there, but uh, keep your bow facing out, you'll be okay. And, and um, mate, the, the tailor were good. We, we bagged on tailor. I took Kaylin out. We bagged out on Taylor. Got some awesome catches there. It was it was great. You know, um, I, I love catching them. So you don't need a boat. You can do it off the bank. So there is a try on the South Australia region, be up behind the bedrooms and also down behind um, the Courage region. Um, areas around Main Beach and Mermaid Beach uh, and Miami on the Gold would be worthwhile. But those areas there get inundated with surfers and everything. So it does shut the fish down a bit. So if anything, you'd be trying the crack of dawn, crack of dusk. Okay, those are the two times to be the, the period that you'd want to try as well. But other than that, fellas, <laughs> there's plenty of whiting and flatted in the beach gutters at the moment. There's heaps of flatties about in the broad water, uh, particularly up around Pandanus Island, Crusoe Island, up at the pin, also down around the older shots. There's not much knotweed there, which is good for trollers and casting of soft plastic. So such as your, you know, your one ten, 10 mil squidgies would work well, 85 mil squidgy fish are definitely worthwhile, 3.8 jig head with a 2.0 hook down to about a 1.6 if you really want to go a bit lighter. Again, 2.0 hook. Um, and in the seaway, there's lots of cephalopods, so our squid region's really starting to fire up around uh, the seaway, particularly the rock walls, wavebreak island walls and the weed beds uh, around Crab Island's a, a good one. You want to hit it on the high tide, uh, day or night, doesn't matter, um, and, and have a bit of fun. A few hair tail also around the SeaWorld Deep Hole, if you're interested in catching those things, just watch their tails and watch their teeth. Paul, I got that, two that's, quick, it. that's it. I've got two you know? quick questions for you, if I can, buddy. But, we had, but, of course, far away. We, we had Wayne... Um, <laughs> we, had, we had Wayne Wright in yesterday and wanted to know, he was um, fishing on the Gold Coast and he said that he was getting massive drag uh, up towards the north and, you know, to the point where he, you know, basically had to jog along the beach to keep up with it. What can he yes. do to try and avoid that? I mean, with regard to yeah. moon phases, tides, et cetera, et cetera. Any ideas? Yeah. Mate, the, the thing is with the ocean, you've got so much pulse in the swell, and swell means obviously, and the pulse means energy. So when swell comes from way up uh, from wind, and it comes, to, it can it can fetch for thousands of miles, and and that then depends on the actual distance between your sets. Now this is something for Wayne to understand as well. I'll try and simplify it. Is that if you have a set moving through at 12 seconds, that means it's come from a hell of a long way. It could be out near, uh, you know, uh, uh, Vanuatu or, or somewhere like that, um, you know, Fiji. A real long fetch swell is a real long distance between the sets. 12 seconds is great for bar crossings because one wave will break and then you've generally got 12 seconds before the next one. You've got time to get out. Now, when the winds are in close and we have a, a low-pressure system sitting just off the coast or maybe in halfway between here and New Zealand, yeah, it's, it's not too far away, you'll find that 12-second fetch will then move into eight seconds, seven seconds, nine seconds. So it becomes quicker. 
Now, all of that water that's moving in from that strong wind that's been out there at really fast intervals means that the energy in that in that wave action, when it hits the beach, it's got to go somewhere. If it doesn't, it's going to build up over the sand, sand flats, move into the estuaries and, and flood everywhere. So it's got to dissipate. So that's when you don't want to be out there when that happens, okay, because it's going to be hard. You could run a star sinker there, Wayne. You could put your sinker like a Paternoster rig, uh, star sinker down the bottom. Star sinker is basically going to act like a shovel and, and, and just bury into the sand. But it's still going to create drag because all of that monofilament or braid in particular uh, would be the better one to use here. Um, it still catches the movement of, of that energy, of that water moving. So you still get a, a, a bit of a belly in your line, uh, which is a bit of a pain in the bum. So your Paternoster rig would be a better one with a star sinker in that, main, uh, in that area. Alternatively, have a look at the tides. If your tide of movement is, is, um, is dropping, um, you're going to have that low tide gutter, which is where you want to be fishing for things like flathead and whiting and brim, because that's they're waiting for all the food to be pushed out of that out of that gutter, right? So that's where you want to be fishing those shallower gutters. Therefore, there shouldn't be too much uh, shouldn't shouldn't be too much um, energy in that part of the water, unless it swells two or three meters. Then you know it's just going to be whitewashing. You're wasting your time. Um, but you know, on a high tide gutter, that means where the sand behind you, it's a real steep embankment has been flooded with the water, therefore it's quite deep at your, at your feet. You know, cast out 10 feet and you're in double your, your overhead um, depth of water. And, and that's still okay to fish, again. Uh, but if the swell's big, then obviously it becomes too difficult. The second question is, while you're down at the fish markets, any chance you could buy me a whole tuna? Blakey's paying. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Mate, the, the issue the the issue there, <laughs> Mr. Boylan, is that not not no, no issue with uh, with Blakey's card, but the issue there is I, I can't get the thing that a five foot long home and put it in the chair unless I said it was my son and he's just had a bit of a rough night uh, and <laughs> sitting beside me. <laughs> we could call it. You know what? We'll call the tuna. PJ, and I reckon we'll get away with it. <laughs> and if Good I had a walrus, you know, with the big teeth and the long hair and it looked yeah. really so, like, you know, stoked out from the drink, we'll call it Kieran. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy Japan, buddy, and sayonara. Hey, Paul, Paul, step yes, outside mate. still on today? Oh, mate, yeah, you know, I got it wrong last week, and I do apologise, but I thank you for everyone watching it. But um, the Blue Marlin wasn't on last week. It's on this week. It's on today. Um, the Blue Marlin Fishing. So check it out. There's a lot of fun, a lot of tips in there. Um, you don't need a, a million dollars, the big boats, to go out and catch these things. We did it in, in just a small trailer boat, and you don't have to go too far out. Like, it's it's just a really cool thing. So that's today, 2.30 on 7, mate. Check it out if you don't mind. And, uh, and of course, if you last week's show was um, was all about um, something I can't remember, but anyway, check it out on Seven Plus. <laughs> yeah. and you'll be that's right. why. That's why I watch it on the app. That's why I watch it on the app because mm. I never mm. miss an episode. Then love Thank it. Thank you. It is good, mate. It's fun, and a lot of people watching it, and the sponsors are getting returned, and that's what it's about. We don't sell it. You know, it just happens naturally. So I appreciate everyone's time. Are you back next weekend, or when are you back, son? Today, oh, no, I think I'm back next weekend. Yeah, no, I think I'm back, mate. Hey, I'm, uh, I'll be around for sure. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to have a chat and give you the updates on what's happening around the place and tell you the best koi ponds to go out and also maybe some tilapia spots. We'll work it out. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> have a great trip. Enjoy it. Good on you guys. Thank you so much. Okay. Appreciate your time. Take care. That was Paul Burt in Japan. 
Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. According to West Farmers' Michael Chaney, cashed-up international investors are going to be turned off if the voice fails. Brent Bultitude. He should have more decorum as uh, the leader of this country, and he's doing everything he can to try and tip this over the edge. The problems they have in Alice Springs. If the voice is going to change that, tell us how it's going to change that, because that's the sort of rhetoric that we're not getting from the Prime Minister. 2SN Sydney with Brent Bultitude. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392-182. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all, connecting you to what really matters, to the issues you care about, to the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 Sustained performance in league is more than just one great game. It's about playing consistently game after game, season after season. Host Plus has delivered strong performance over the long term with top returns over 20 years. A top performing super fund over the long term, that's a plus. Issued by Host Plus PTY Limited. Super ratings SR50 balance index January 2023. General advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS and T&D at hostplus.com.au. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Search compare Host Plus today. G'day, Brandy here. Business owners serious about finding good apprentices don't waste time posting job ads that don't work. MEGT's got real people who can help write a winning job ad and post it online for free. With offices in every state, MEGT finds great candidates no matter where you are. They also have an excellent team of mentors to help your workforce keep their eye on the ball. So visit MEGT.com.au today. They'll help you find the right key position players for your team. That's MEGT.com.au. 2SM Sydney's Talking 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's Tackle Today 12 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide and we're going to catch up with uh, Fisheries Manager Chris Weir now Now Chris, good morning to you How are you? Sorry, you there? Yeah Yeah you're walking into something really exciting here because Kieran is pumped and excited and happy about these artificial reefs and they are doing a great job. Tell us a little bit more about what's been going on because uh, you've got nine offshore artificial reefs deployed at the moment. Yeah, that's right. We've got a really exciting program, um, really highly anticipated event, reefs going in the water. We've got, yeah, as you said, we've got nine. We've got them spanning all the way from Tweed Heads down to Marimbula on the south coast. Um, 
we continue to monitor the development of the reefs and um, yeah, they're, they're coming along really well and they're producing a lot of um, key recreationally targeted species like snapper, kingfish, mulloway, yellowtail scad, blue mackerel. Uh, yeah, they're going really well. And that's the bit. That, the biggest thing about it is you're not just dropping in artificial reefs, but you are monitoring them over a period of time to see how productive they are and what changes they're making. Yeah, that's right. They're they're um they're purpose built structures, and there's a lot of input from um, coastal engineers, naval architects, and a, a huge um biological input from um, local universities and um and marine biologists. So yeah, the um the the monitoring certainly goes um goes towards development of future reefs as well. I remember when we first were looking at doing this, I was talking to Pete Purnell at the time, yep. and they were saying, oh, you know, says, we don't know, it might take one or two years before the fish start to congregate. It happened yep. within months. Yeah, it really depends on, on the location, how much um, in, uh, influence it gets from the EAC and, and the, the water temperature and things like that. The, the Tweed Reef certainly develops really, really quickly. Um, and we've, got, we've had some really good papers come out of that monitoring. We've had one recent one that's shown that we're finding some of these recreationally targeted species up to 100 metres away from the reef. So fishers don't actually need to be sitting right over the top of the reef and it provides a really big area to spread that fishing effort. Mm. Blakey? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So you don't have to anchor right over the top. You can be 20, 40, 50, 100 metres away and still get the benefits of the reef. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right, Blake. That, um, that, that paper that I was just talking about is in relation to our steel reefs. And there was another really good paper that was done on the uh, Shoalhaven Reef that showed that the actual biological, the effective biological footprint of where we're finding fish was actually three times greater than the, um, the, the reef field itself, the concrete that's spread concrete modules so yeah there was film of this when they first started still got that sorry what was that there was film that they, they took some they put a camera down took some uh, video footage some video stuff uh of just how the fish were congregating yeah that's right yeah so the monitoring involves using um, the use of ROVs, remotely operated underwater vehicles and also baited remote stations so we dropped down a little camera frame with a bait out the front and some, a whole heap of cameras on it and that's how we, we pick up and monitor what fish are, are, are using the reefs. Are we going to see more coming? <laughs> we are. It's uh, The deployment of a new reef is a really highly anticipated event. You've probably heard talks of uh, Foster and Terrigal. They, um, yeah, they're, coming along. they're coming along well um, and they are on schedule to be deployed by the end of the year. So yeah, stay tuned for further updates on those. I think every town up and down the coast wants one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of feedback, a lot of phone calls, uh, but nobody wants to put their hand in their pocket to uh, <laughs> contribute towards it, especially the councils. But um, recreational fishing trust fund still involved financially with that. Yeah, that's right. They're they're solely funded by the rec um, the rec trust. Um, yeah, we found in New South Wales that the yeah the bang for buck what we're getting. Um, for our million dollars is um, is certainly a really um, financially viable way of, of, of moving forward, and we're, and we're seeing the flow on economic um, benefits of that through um, regional New South Wales, which is great. Stealing Alan's terminology, the devil's advocate. Do I pay uh, a fit? You get buy a fishing license or a fishing. You pay a fishing fee to fish, and now the people that are. Uh, west of the divide don't really get to utilise uh, 
the trust fund money that's spent developing these. So are we going to put look at putting something out out for the people in the country? Oh, look, yep. The, so the, the trust fund is spread th- across uh, a whole myriad of different projects around the state. Um, I mean, there's, there's obviously the Saltwater Trust Fund and the Freshwater Trust Fund. Um, yeah, the reefs are obviously there for anyone that's on holidays as well as locals to, to visit and enjoy. But, um, yeah, there's certainly a really good spread of those funds going across um, programs all over the state. So, yeah, we certainly capture everyone, everyone benefits now, from it. Now the yeah. program's been up and running for a while, Chris. We, we, we surprised at fisheries um, how simple a task it was to bring, you know, a variety of different fish species and help their populations grow by doing something so simple. was Did that come as a little bit of a, an eye-opener? I'm not sure I'd throw the word simple in there. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, the, yeah, look, a lot of a lot of effort and a lot of research has gone into the development of, of, of reefs and how we attract fish and what sort of fish we want to attract. And obviously, we've got to, you know, looking back beyond the fifties, we've got a pretty dark past on on what yeah. what went overboard and what was what was called a, a reef. Um, we've come a long way since that, obviously. And um, yeah, we've got um, we obviously use only you know environmentally responsible and environmentally approved materials to um, and and really complex structures. The, the steel the steel structures are really um, provide an opportunity to, to create really highly complex habitat and look at, you know, those pelagic towers to bring in the, the pelagics and, um, and that um, higher complexity down on, on, the, on the base of the, the modules to um, hold those benthic species. And before anybody rings us up, these reefs are built here in Australia. <laughs> they are. They are assembled in, they are assembled in, in Sydney. Well, yep. the next two will be, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. Just a, a question. I know some people might say, oh, a million dollars just to put a, a reef down. But can you go through the process and what you've got to do and the logistics of actually building it and getting it out and getting all the approvals for it? Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, look, yeah, a million dollars doesn't go far these days. But no. um, what, what, what we've been managing to, to get out of it for this program, to create a bit of a, bit of a status quo, is, um, is, is just phenomenal in my personal opinion. Yeah, the, the amount of... Um, the amount of behind-the-scenes work just to locate a site and do the consultation and go through all the approvals and um, and ensure that the um, the modules are, are fit for purpose at that location. There's coastal processes reports. There's um, there's engineer reports. There's, yeah, there's naval architects involvement. Um, the development and, and the design to ensure that the reef will withstand one in one hundred years storm events for you know 30, 40, 50 years is is, is enormous before we actually see a structure being floated out and. Okay, I look forward to getting further updates with you as we progress through the year, if you don't mind. Yeah, no worries at all. Great work, Chris. It's nice to be able to uh, chat with somebody who's involved in something that is so productive. We appreciate your time on this Sunday morning so bright and early. No worries. Thanks for having me. Okay. Fisheries manager there, Chris Weir, bringing us up to date with uh, the uh, current nine offshore artificial reefs deployed in New South Wales state waters, and there are more growing, Mr Blake. They are, and I think Kieran wants one named after himself. (laughs) He does. Uh, Look, now, to get out to visit one of those, why not get a Stacer 519, the Sea Runner? That's a good idea, 90 horsepower Yamaha. Look, it's advertised at 56.990. Uh, if you're a high-tide listener, tell, tell the boys that. They'll knock $2,000 off it and give you a free 12 months 
Club Marine Insurance. So, as Laurie said, his mates are buying him up there. He's got a stay, sir. Have a look at it. It's worth it. Blakesmarine.com.au. Thanks hey. for joining us on the program on holidays, too. Hey, by the way, six days out of seven, not seven days out of seven. That's it. That's it. Six days out of seven now. I'll, I'll be back in the studio next weekend. No problems. Uh, yeah. hey, mate. I look forward to seeing your suntan. Not. Not. <laughs> no, don't forget, folks, keep your eye on the sky and go fishing on Tuesday if you want to go offshore. As yappies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.